end radio. Boom, what's happening? It's your boy Joe Black. And I'm your man, Mr. Caper. You are now tapped into HighEndRadio.com. Man, check this out. We got a very special guest on the on, on the line today. Oh, man. The- First of all, it's his birthday. It's Pisces season. Hey, Miss A, mine was two weeks ago, so Pisces season is definitely going up. You Check this out. This man been in the game for a couple decades yes, or sir. more. Um, the most featured artist that I know of invaded the inner city ghettos in 1986 when they added baking soda to him. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, cocaine is in the building. In the building. What's going on, boss? Happy birthday. Hey, man, I appreciate that. It was uh, last night on the 10th. And, uh, we, we did it uh, mature. mature. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me ask you this. We're going to get right to it because we got a lot of shit to talk about. But did anybody at any time during your birthday ask you to hush? No. Nah, nah, I ain't gay. I mean, you know, when something like that, you know, I like to stay away from the phones and just have a quiet moment with the family. So we really, you know, did it big with the family yesterday. As you should. And those those type of uh, birthdays are really more pressurable to me. Absolutely, man. So I was having a conversation with a person a couple weeks ago. I'll take that back, about a month or so ago. And we were just happened to be talking historical hip hop. And the Fat Boys came up. And I just happened to go to YouTube and type in the Fat Boys. What comes up? The new record with Cocaine featuring Cool Rock Ski, Hush. How the hell did that happen? Hold on, please. I got a call because it's Hush. <laughs> it's all right. You may hear a few of those. You may hear a few of those coughs during the show as well. Please continue, sir. Some of that equal. Yes, sir. But yeah, going back to the, uh, I see the Cool uh, Rock Speed. And let me just say before I tell you the story, you know, we all grew up on Cool Rock Ski and Aids and Fat Boys, Fresh Monkey D and Pup. And it was, it was so many groups that I like, you know what I'm saying, back in the 80s. That was Run MC, Beastie Boys, Shutini, and Fat Boys was definitely one of them. You know what I'm saying? And at a time when we didn't see modern hip hop in movies, those brothers did something that was that was you know, you can look years later with with, with brothers like uh Tupac, mm-hmm. uh brothers like uh Ice Cube, anybody that's, you know, from the hip hop world that was able to you know, go into the movie world. Well, Fat Boys is definitely a killer of that. Oh, they definitely. You know what I'm they definitely yeah, are. Public. Yeah, but I'm saying when you talk about early '80s when hip hop first came in, those brothers, those brothers were more black Wait a back then and selling out big shows. You know what I mean? So it was it was a blessing to have that part of my memory growing up, and we all can say, man. We, we we grew up, we seen disorderlies, we you know, jailhouse rap and what cool what um, uh Curtis Blow was doing over there in the beginning stages was phenomenal. Now and going back to the future, I happened to see him on the interview like a year year ago on the Soren Breaker, because Soren Breaker is a good friend of mine. 
He's a writer in the game. He got a book called about the beginnings of the, the history of gangster rap. Right. So I seen him on the interview, and I said, damn, man, that would be good, man, to do something on my bucket list. Because I have done songs with just about everybody. You know, I've been in the game for 35 years, making professional records with 33. So I reached out to him. You know, you never know, you know, when you get out your comfort zone, you never know who to touch. Now, I'm reading. No, 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 I'm sorry. No, 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 but I, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead and finish your statement and I'll ask my question. Go ahead, Cocaine. Yeah, so, you know, not to, not to have a long, strong story, but just to get to the point, uh, he answered the call and said, man, I'm a fan of your music as well, Cocaine. He started naming off a lot of stuff, and that surprised me. And uh, we start, you know, just really building. I said my original origins is from the South Bronx because I was born in the South Bronx. So it's kind of like the best of both worlds being a West Coast pioneer born from the soil. That was going to so be, died, that was going to actually be my, with that, ASAP. that was actually going to be my, my, uh, my, my next question that, that uh, you were actually an East Coast Bronx born artist. And then to, to come out, to, to, to come out and, soak up uh, the West Coast game. Like, uh, I mean, the average and be, person... And be a major staple in the West Coast. The average person just listening to you would, wouldn't know uh, you were born uh, in New York. Right, so, bro, but, you know, we moved at an early age, so if you, if you tell me, you know, as far as the lifestyle of, of, of New York, I wouldn't know that. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm, you know, straight from West Coast, L.A. and Pomona. Right. You know what I mean? But I'm very proud to be one of the ones that was born from that soil. Because when you talk about a person that, you know, that a lot of people talk about Easy e and N.W.A., which they should, of course, because I was a part of the whole thing. I was a disciple as well as a participant in the group of records. But you also got to go back to Ice-T, who actually drew the blueprint to what we call reality rap, but white media turned around and called it gangster rap. Right, right. So when you think about him, yeah, he's a West Coast factor, West Coast fixture, for real. But he's from the East Coast. True that. Jersey born. When you talk about Tupac, one of the greatest political writers considered in our time. Right. The East Coast. So it's kind of this thing, it's ironic that, you know, some of the most, you know, uh, um, incredible artists out here that were able to, to, to accomplish certain things that a lot of people didn't accomplish, they come from the East Coast. So Rakim always said the best, it ain't where you're from, it's where you're at. And going back to that Hush record with Cool Rock Ski, he picked up on there, my comrade Chill. And Rob T gave me the beat chill for Compton's Most Wanted, a.k.a. Dirty OGs. Yes, sir. I kite the beat to, to Hush, uh, uh, to Cool Rock Ski. He put his vocals on there, and the rest is history. And, and the video is just that much dope because it's like, y'all both still look, y'all both still look good. You know what I'm saying? Black don't crack. And, uh, and, and, and man, it's just, it was crazy because it's like, who would have thought cocaine and cool rock ski? That part. Yeah. I mean, that's one of those ones. I mean, I haven't done stuff practically with everybody except for Jesus Christ. 
So who's who who's left on the bucket list for you to actually do a collaboration with? Well, right now I kind of put my bucket list up, and I told everybody to keep the flowers for a second because I'm still here for that the next part. twenty years. You know what I mean? So wherever the universe takes me, you know that's what I want to do. I might shit. I would like to, you know, go outside my comfort zone because, you know, not just hip hop. I love heavy metal. I love uh, just different varieties of music that I was able to experiment over the years. So shit, I love to do shit with Red Hot Chili Peppers, System of a Down, some old Led Zeppelin, just something different. Right. You know what I mean, I was I was able to do stuff on this this upcoming project, which is three albums. It's called The Adventures of Doctor Copenstein. Boy, that's all lies. So one of the two cats that I definitely grabbed off here was uh, Curtis Blow and Kurowski. Wow! So you 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 and Curtis Blow already recorded the record? Yeah, already record, recorded the record. So I can't wait to hear that one. Can what you? I like about this new upcoming project because the Hush record with Kurowski, he goes the Doctor Hokenstein. That really, that album is hitting back to my original elements at Rufus Records when we were doing hardcore G funk, which that's the style of music we created. Okay, let me ask you this, because you are a product of Parliament in some sort, correct? Right. Well, I done a, you know, I grew up on Parliament, but I'm a product of Jerry Long Seaton. He's oh. one of the greatest writers, arrangers, composers. That's I mean, Motown wouldn't be Motown without Jerry Buddy Long Senior. So my father has a lot, of, uh, has over 500 compositions, some of the greatest music you ever want to hear in this history, from Temptations to Just My Imagination, the Papa Was a Rolling Stone, wow. to the Supreme, to Smokey Robinson, to Frank Sinatra, that's where I come from. Frank Sinatra, old Blue Eyes? Yeah, yeah, Jerry Buddy Long, the great Jerry Buddy Long Sr. I'm Jerry Buddy Long Jr., and my company's called Buddy Boy Entertainment. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, Buddy. <laughs> no. So a lot of people, you know, I was influenced by George and all the part of the sound, but I mean, you know, we kind of had the cheat code, me and my cousin Cole 187, because our uncle is Willie Hutch. You know, for those who don't know Willie Hutch, you're probably familiar with the movie Mac or some of the material from, for the Jacksons, like I'll Be There. Uh, you probably heard Pimp C, Sample Brothers, go work it out. Well, that's my uncle, Willie Hutch. Okay, for sure. Wow. So that's that's big. It's always been embedded in our DNA and our 23 chromosomes. You know what I'm saying? Even though we had to go through every hardship, anybody in a suppressed environment, we call them ghettos or hoods. We right. had to go through our own ordeal. But still, you know, very proud, you know, from where we come from because that's how the music reflects today like we, we i remember going in the studio my dad would be in the studio with the oj's in the 70s and the running port looked like a spaceship 
So I was always like a space baby, a star child. And when Parliament came and I had a chance to see the mothership come down at the Coliseum, man, I knew that's what I wanted to do besides, you know, my father's and my uncle influences and my cousin influences. I knew that's what I wanted to do. So in 82, I actually used to try to sound like Rick James, sound like George Clinton, 82 and 83, as well as doing the Nick Long Before Your Drakes and all that. Long even, you know, Harvey Love, brother, rest in peace, Nate Dog, Cocaine was doing that in the 80s, singing and rapping like that. Now, now on this new album, can, what, what, what's the surprise besides besides Curtis Blow that we can expect? Well, I didn't want to get into a, uh, on this particular project. I want people to get more into the artistry of, of what I represent. You know, live harmonies, uh, band. No auto-tune. A live, you got to bring You know, so I, I've been known to, to, to you know, be the most featured artist with really over 4,000 features. I mean, no one on the planet has more features and collabs than Well, That's I, actually the truth. I'm trying it now. Now, now, cocaine. I googled that, and I and, and I'm and I'm looking and I'm looking for those numbers. Now, Google has it as Snoop being the most featured artist. That's not true. I don't see that That's as being. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, I could. Yeah, Snoop. Yes. Yeah, what it is, what it is. You know, you got your favorite artist, and you got their company. And when they find out a person like myself is given people are socking eyes they want to try to move it everything around but you know everybody in the game though that's not true and it's no disrespect to the great work that snoop did and that i participate because to tell you the truth snoop participated with cocaine more than any other artist did that part really that part yeah um yeah so if you if you go to mostfeaturedartists.com you'll actually see over a thousand features because I didn't want to put that much. People uh, pe- people don't even have close. People probably got 800 features, so it was no need to get a Fifi bag and put the whole right. spread up there when there wasn't no competition. He said it. So when, when Vlad and, the, and made that announcement, I made the announcement quickly, and Snoop and all them, they took that shit right down because... You, you know, you can't say something that you did not do. I'm the most featured collaborative artist. Therefore, you know, a lot of people try to pit me and Nate Dog. Well, me and Nate Dog used to laugh at shit because Nate Dog do what he do. But Nate Dog can't do what cocaine do, and cocaine didn't do what Nate Dog do. No. Cocaine sound like nine different people. Cocaine, Nate Dog had one style, which worked for him eloquently. Absolutely. So we used to laugh at that shit. But then when you think about it, when, when all these people try to make these, these, these shit, you notice people people silently go away because I I even tag Buster, I even tag Khalid, I even tag Drake, I even tag Snoop, I even tag all these people, Vlad, and I said, you know, your information is wrong, and I actually put the factual documented information to where people can fact check and look it up. And when, once they fact check and look at that, everybody was like cricket, cricket, cricket. Wow. So you, you know, you know, the only person writers and different other shit really don't know the truth. 
they're only doing it from a surface point of view. Mm. You know what I mean? They, they're not doing their homework. Cocaine has been very interesting <laughs> in the West Coast sound. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, 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 check, so check this little bit. Of it, so check this information I got but based on you. Bam. Cocaine breaks world record for most featured artists. The most featured artist Cocaine has worked with Platinum, Gold, and indie artists from around the world, such as Boosie Collins, Dr. Dre, Ice Cube, to name a few. After 28 years of hard work, and he just said on hit this show, 35, um, the legendary musician Cocaine breaks the world record as being the most featured recording artist in the history of music business. And this was five years ago. This is an article from five if years ago. they don't induct you into the Rock and Roll Hall of, Hall of Fame? Yeah, it's a problem. Man, man, probably not. They probably do it. I mean, you got to think about it. I look at myself like a, 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 a Kyrie. Ain't no way in heck that Kyrie shouldn't have been inducted into the 75th most important player. Even Clay. Clay, Clay from, from the Warriors. He should have been. I mean, he got three rings. So people decide to choose what they want to do. It's just like Fat Boy and Curtis Blow is not in the Hall of Fame. How the fuck that happened? Wow. The thing is, I have the attitude of like Chuck D. Who gives a fuck about a goddamn Grammy or an award? My award is enough for the streets. And uh, when I look over 30 years, it rains different generations, three decades. It does. So when you're talking about keeping it real to the streets and keeping it real to that part, I'm mostly comfortable with that. I, I don't know, accolades is cool, but really my claim to fame is, is, is you know, not just the music, it's being with a woman, my wife for 38 years, married mm. 32, and we got eight kids, and to be a black man standing up in this particular gang let you know you know, that, hey, man, well, what makes cocaine consistent and, 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 and continue to keep pushing it out there? You have to have a structure and people you trust in this roller coaster ride, which the industry is colder than the dope game, to yes. make you sustain. Yes. And that's what made me sustain through this whole game is that I, I've been able, I've been blessed to be an elder just as well as a person still relevant. So that the wisdom that, you know, the next generation that might find it hard can really soak up some ism and and, and, and really provide and put it towards their game to be able to do what they need to do. You know, so I, when I look at it, brother, if no war shows don't come and all that shit, I am just fine. Oh, I'm, I'm sure of that. Let's just play the game. Let, hold on, hold on. Let's go back because you kind of skipped over something. Um, we gonna, we, I'll tell you what, we gonna give you the Black Love Award because y'all have stood the test of time and have many more years to go. So, so salute, salute to you and the Queen that's held you down all these years. Well, I appreciate that, and that's that's very important. Is because. When you get into this music industry, if you don't got things to ground your wire, life is going to shock your ass. That part. And I was blessed enough to have a virtuous queen, you know, behind every Obama and everything, Michelle P. And she was my Michelle. You understand? Right. And, yes, sir. And that's the reason why I can eloquently hand down the baton to my daughters and my sons. Well, now the third generation of musical royalty, 
So it's very important in this particular game that you have things around you or people around you that you can trust because I told everybody years ago, the industry is worse than the dope game. There's all kind of treachery. There's street, the streets is involved. Yeah. There's, there's fuckery involved with these companies. So, you know, when you have some type of autonomy and freedom, you know, yeah. it, it's, it's wise for you to soak it up for the people that are actually still here and able to shell out that wisdom because wisdom is going to allow you to have longevity. And Nipsey said he picked up on it best, man, before, prior to the marathon, you know, me and him used to talk and we said, we want to come up with a song. I said, well, I'm going to dig back, you know, because Nipsey, you got respect, you know, you soak it up. And that's what made Nipsey great is that he soaked it up. From, he wasn't scared to soak it up from the OGs and apply his own innovative game to it to do what he needs to do. But he said, we, we said it best, man. Prior to the marathon, we was like, okay, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to call you Mr. Untouchable. Mr. Untouchable. Because this whole Ain't day nobody fucking is with about the... a marathon, not a relay race. And that kicked off the marathon. Man, and that definitely was a fire ass record. So, so, so let me, so let me jump back as well, cocaine, because you put your hands all over the last album that freed Snoop from his deal, The Last Meal. And three of my favorite songs, uh, Lies, Truth and Lies, when you did the hook for uh, uh, Don't Fuck With Mine, and uh, man, it's, man, it's one more, but brother just your your music is your music is is, is timeless i'm of that generation when that music was just is it's timeless i still listen to it man so you are you are definitely a key figure in this industry could you explain that time when you was making the last meal with Snoop? and and can you remember every feature you've ever done <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah i, I actually majority of it i do but i have to sit down Okay. Like, Damn, I did this with Dylan. Yeah, right. I did, with, you know? I did this, a lot of sometimes it's just it's a trip with so many features, brother. It's, it's just like because people wasn't really thinking about the feature game. A lot of people would do collabs with each other, and of course the Motown people would do collabs with each other. But the real feature game, you know, it was on the way of going there. You know what I mean? But because, and I'll tell you about the, you know, before I tell you about the last meal, mm -hmm. you know, when my, when my name was cocaine, the FCC laws back then, because they were real adamant coming out of the 1980s Reaganomics, say no drugs, and Nancy Reagan. So they wouldn't play my name on the radio because of the FCC laws. It was cocaine, even though. I was always telling people, well, Coca-Cola used to put cocaine in their product. They sure did. The name, and I changed my name. They wouldn't have it. But that was a blessing for me because music was always in me. And I had all these people that I inspired from Rick to Smokey to Curtis to George <clears throat> to uh, Parliament, Booty, and, and so forth. So I was with the world's most dangerous group and with the brother Law. So our attitude was like, Chuck D, fuck the radio at that time and 
Doc's good. You know, Cole 187, uh, Hutch, uh, my cousin Cole 187, Dr. Dre, E.T.E. Uh, they felt like that was fucked up. What Epic at that time did and allowed to happen, but they couldn't really do that because the FCC laws is tripping. So, but at the same time, those doors closed. You know, those gentlemen challenged me and put me on a bunch of shit. And Dre was like, well, fuck it, man. And he's like, well, we're going to put you on Vince White. And Hudson was like, well, fuck it, we're going to put you on a lot of this shit right over here. And we just going to ride this shit out. And that was good for me because it allowed me to go ahead and do different characters, introduce characters like the, the character called Sweet Talk. But I write y'all across the USC content watch. They know we know the walk bells on the niggas for life. Once I got my platinum record in like 91, uh, uh, I didn't give a fuck about the radio because my name was surfacing around. Right. And then a lot of Damn, that was him on the beginning of that shit. That's that crazy. just allowed people to, you know, for some reason, 10 times out of 10, I come in the studio, I do a George Clinton, I do a Rick James, I do this, and they said, fuck that, we keep it. If I go to the studio with E40, boo, boo, boo. Take him all these chances. You might never, ever, ever think of circumstances. Come on now. Like, oh, nigga, we put that on. Come to the chest, boo, boo, boo. And then me and Pop, Pop was always cool because he used to hang around us. We used to do shows in 91, 92 at the Jamaica House. That's who he used to fuck with. He, he was the actual one before anybody. They said our style of music on record, or call it what you want. He said, I'm from the chief one, but you can call it what you want. Damn. So all that shit was there. And then the, and, and just because that one door shut in my face because they didn't want to play my name on the radio, it allowed me <clears throat> to just concentrate on the music. And for some reason, a lot of people were paying attention worldwide through the 80s. So when I met Snoop, Snoop auditioned for Bubble on Cocaine because originally uh, Suge was bodyguarding us in 1989 and 1990. You know, and, and Warren G, me and Warren G used to stay with Hutch in 1989 and Mount and, and, and Cope, California, on Mount Vernon at, at the Cottonwood Apartments on uh, apartment 187. Damn. Damn. So, we, after coming back from London in 89, because Easy e took us to London <clears throat> once the sun, we came back, Warren G would always tell us, man, I want to put this nigga, I got this nigga slim, man, I want to bring to the table, my homie coming back for the armed service, and I want to bring, represent, and let them audition in front of a local law. So, once that happened, the NWA shit came out, and at the same time, a lot of shit discrepancies was happening at the same time. But Warren G brought Slim at that time to the studio and, and, and brought Nate Dog, who just came home from the Orange Services. And I was like, wow, man, this thing can really freestyle. Snoop can freestyle. This was on La Fienica and Sentinella in Inglewood. That was a bungalow studio. Right? Damn. So when, he when he auditioned, I was like, oh, that shit's dope. So, uh, Hutch was working on, was going to work on the 
Snoop Dogg record, and I was going to write some stuff, and Snoop used to call me and say, would you write some stuff for me when I let them write some Google Mug? This is real talk, but I was a ruthless artist. So at that time, uh, uh, going to Muncie, shit was about to hit the fan, you know what I mean? Niggas was getting into it, with the discrepancy that the Rufus record with the, with the paperwork, and you know, Dre was mad, I was mad, Hutch was mad, and you know, Easy was trying to work it out, and Suge was already set on, like, starting this shit, so the first people that he wanted to to start to label with because he said he about to get a chunk of change, I guess it was for Ario. He was like, Man, I wanna bug along cocaine and with Dr. Dre to start on this death row shit. Right. Yeah, that's how that happened. That part. But but we we rekindled our business relationship with Easy because Dre was set on leaving. When he heard Cube leaving and he wasn't happy with Jerry Eller, he was set on leaving, but Easy was trying to work it out. What you call poison was already set in Dre's head, so Dre left. We stayed and rekindled our business relationship and told Shug, nah, man, you can go ahead and do your thing. At the same time, Warren G took a mixtape up to a party where Dre was at and played Slim Shit, which is Snoop. Dr. Dre then called Hutch because he already knew that Warren G brought Snoop up there to put out a record Oh, above the law to put out a record on Snoop. Dr. Dre asked Snoop, asked Hutch, man, you think it's cool if I put a couple songs on this dude and whoop to whoop? I said, man, that's cool, man, because I'm working on working on finishing up the Black Mafia life, and I'm working on cocaine shit. But yeah, go ahead and work with it. That started Snoop's career. Uh, 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 uh. So Snoop already knew our sound. One G two, we made up cheap one. They already knew everything. You see what I'm saying? Our words, our words like chronic, falling, uh, 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 the all these, all these words. Them are shit. Now to the last meal. So going back after you know Pogden passed, because I was supposed to do the One Nation with him. Pac always talked about it. Uh, then I, then I, you know, after that, me and Yella did a record in 1997 called One More Nick to Go at a song called This Is For The Heat in Remembrance of the Homeboy E.T.E. Uh, and then I went and hooked up with some, with some, with some cats from Pomino Block Crip. And, uh, they had a company called Street Institute. And it was in Upland, California in 90, the end of 97 and 98. And Hampton, Sebo, uh, Tracy D, they all used to fuck with us up there. This was before the doghouse day. Wow. So Snoop was still doing his last minute, last uh, 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 minute thing. And I remember coming up to the old Echo Sound because I came up there with, with my boy Caviar and I came up there, rest in peace with Baby Lane. Wow. Actually, they said he, you know, him and Pac got it too. And ironically, they look just alike. So when I came up there, Snoop was kind of like, damn. So we talked a little bit. He talked about the whole time. Like, man, 
and Puffy was influenced by Above the Law because he always used to say, damn, I love Notorious Above the Law. Right after that, Biggie started calling himself Notorious B.I.G. Oh, that's dope. And this was in the early 90s. Mm. So we always had a relationship with Puffy. And then, you know, I, I reconnected back with Puffy and did some shit on there. And he was just a fan, man. Flew me out. It was like, you know, you never know who's into your shit. But he started naming off all the shit. All of even the times where we was we was on the road and started naming all the shit, uh, you know, because I did show with the Fugees and and your Wu Tang Clans and and Nas back then, but I was the headline. I was fucking everybody up in my live band. You Man. know what I'm saying? So there's just a lot of things in that 2000 period that really put my hook game. Uh, up on steroids, so to speak. That's crazy. So, I do recall you and I having a conversation the other day, and you brought up movies. So, what's going on with Buddy Boy Entertainment, cocaine, and films? Well, we got that going on right now. I've always kind of scammed in the movies and did soundtracks. A lot of people didn't know I played the movie old school. I sung the title track for Malibu's Most Wanted. Uh, the Shaft, uh, Training Day with Cypress Hill. Just, I've been part of the movie team for a minute, quite as kept. So, you know, our company been going on 14 years independent, and I run it with my wife and my children. That's what makes our company different. We're a family-oriented business. And um, just, you know, I got some things I don't want to let out bag yet, but I got an upcoming movie I'm filming with this cat named Manish, and it's a musical movie. It's kind of like a modern-day Streets is Watching, Jay-Z, but a West Coast version. Ooh. It's some player, player shit. That starts, we start filming March 24th to the 30th. Dig that. And uh, just got my hands on a little bit of everything. Like if you want to know any information, um, you can just go to my site at www.buddyboymusic.com and, you know, everything you ever want is right there because a lot of stuff I put out, you know, as far as albums, you know, certain things I put up on the social network, on the, you know, on, our, on the iTunes and Amazon, but then I only put singles out because I want everybody to come to my own personal site. And that's where, you know, that's where the mecca is if you go to my site. And 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 on some personal opinion shit to our listeners, that's where you can go get my favorite cocaine album. They call me Mr. Kane. You know what I'm saying? With that nineteen ninety nine on there. Yeah, everything that's what we worked ourselves to wing ourselves off, you know these different pl streaming platforms that is actually, in my opinion, is raping all the artists. You know what I'm saying? The streaming companies is coming up, but it's like .05 on the dollar or whatever it is, and it's, it's, it's raping companies. So a lot of people are starting to wise up for cats like Kendrick. Um, and, you know, definitely Kendrick, but uh, Kanye West. You know, people can think Kanye West crazy, but he is not crazy. He's very intelligent. You know what I mean? Because it's time. You got to realize <clears throat> people run around here thinking 
that you're not paying major record labels, companies, but you are because most of the big corporate companies that had to subsidize and consolidate still broker some space on your iTunes and Amazon. So if you run your ship and you run your program and you continue to go down that line, you're actually still connected to corporates digging into your pockets. You better believe it. Over the years, it's built up and collected emails. And that way, we wanted to consolidate and control the traffic to come directly to our personal site. So what I'm doing is just put out singles over the years and put out some albums until we got to the point to where I obtained the right people to come to my buy my goods on my own personal site. So all anybody needs is just 10,000, but we definitely collected over a million that always, you know, every year come visit our site. We have enough servers to hold all the information. So now we're at a point after 14 years you know, if I put out a record uh, and I don't put it online, well, people be like, why they on Apple? Why that? Because they sell for 30 bucks and I get the whole full 30 bucks and every record I'm putting out now reaches 25 to 40,000 units. So do the math. Other than that, if people want to hear me on streaming, I'm on your favorite, favorite rappers, artists. So I'll write that snobby way. But when you want to get some cocaine, you gotta go to my digital trap house to get it. As you should. Now, speaking of uh, 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 when you want when you want some cocaine, I, I, I was I was doing my I was doing. I got half told. I was I was I was doing. I was doing my I, I was doing my I was doing my research right, and, and, and you know, and, and, and I don't partake, but if I do. I definitely got to get some of that sugar cane with you and uh, Sugar Free, man. What's going on with that project, bro? Well, we put out a single, and we got to switch up a little bit because the people that we put, I ain't going to put them on blast, but the people that we put it out on there kind of dropped the ball on the single. So right now, we pushed the record back. You know what I'm saying? It was actually supposed to come out around this time in March. But if the schematics and business don't, it's, it's not equal to the value. It's best you switch lanes because we did a beautiful project for the streets. The ism, the P, the OG shit snap on there. And you, you got to make sure if you play for a team, make sure they're in your best interest. And, and it just didn't work out with the distribution that put out the single. But I'm glad we were able to have that. And single is a crash test dummy, so to speak. So we don't put out records to really not get supported financially like it's supposed to. So we're looking for another situation. We have prospects on the table. But if it don't come out this year, then it'll definitely come out the beginning of next year. Because it's about coming out right. It's not about eating McDonald's. It's about a slow-cooked meal. So when that motherfucker come out the oven, it tastes right. So the sugar cane is coming, but we want to make sure the business is around there to give the people what they deserve and have this project promoted correctly, not just put out a project with 45 million other records that's on iTunes. Yeah, I definitely can't can't wait for that, bro, because Sugar Free is also another artist that you have 
very great collaborative effort with yeah, Pomona, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, that's that's, it. My, that's my childhood. Yeah. We we put the same hood, the same side, the side. You know. That part. We're much older now. We're in our fifties now. We got gray hairs, but that's my childhood. Gray hairs, but the rhymes is golden. That part. Now, can you speak? Can you speak on? Um, how do you feel, and I'm quite sure your sentiments are the same as probably everyone's, but how do you feel about the violence that's going on in hip-hop? The violence? The, vi- the violence. The actual violence. How it's, how it, how, how it's really just turned, how, how it really just turned. Yeah, you know. It's, it's ignorant, it's stupidity, it's selfish, it's greedy, it's, it's, it's soulless. See, when we, when I don't like to compare this generation to the next because, he, you know, there's a lot of things that just happen every decade. But at the same time, this internet kind of canceled out substance a little bit and made it less popular. You understand? Where we would come from, we come from an era to where it, it was popular to have a balance. Not just tilt towards negativity and perpetuate those frequencies that influence other people to do it. It's just like back in our days, we could do a Trans Day movie and then turn around and do a Malcolm X movie. But now, if you do a Malcolm X movie, it's less popular than a Trans Day movie. And that's where the mind state mentality of, of where music is. And I should check this out. Show me where the music is, I'll show you where the landscape of the hood is. Damn. That's what's going on. So if a majority of the popular music doesn't have no balance in there or medicine in the food, well, that's why the landscape of the hood is where it is because a lot of people want to run away from it. But music is the biggest influencer. It's more bigger than preaching. Damn. That and you're hearing all that subjective imagery all day long and you're not knowing you're being programmed. And it's just, it's just a creature I have, people being creatures have it thrown into a bucket and you're just doing the same thing and it's like nowadays it's, you gotta be a, a fucking needle in the haystack to be able to say well fuck it man, I'm gonna say something that's gonna raise people's conscious like back in the days we can hear a public enemy record and hear a NWA say fuck the police and they were both strong records because look what's going on today with the police but it's not enough for the police, and it's not enough to keep marching, because at the same time, I sent my boy a record, and now we can point fingers at everybody, talk about the KKK, and they, but they laughing at us, because you know why? Black folks have became our own first enemy now. <clears throat> after all, after six million African people got killed, compared to the Jewish Holocaust, six million people got killed. After all the stuff we did in 1920 to try to rebalance in Black Wall Street, out of Marcus Garvey setting up a system prior to the Moors and prior to the NOI, Elijah Muhammad, setting up the, the, the Marcus Garvey uh, uh, thing where we used the barter system, they took that away. Out of all the shit we did with Megger Evans, Malcolm X, and all the shit, the sisters to sit on the bus, the Black Panthers, Huey Newton, for us to get to this point, to where we're actually counting bodies 
and being happy about it. And it's and it's now rubbed off into the music now. See? That's where we are right now. That's where young society, not all young society, and not all of us, but because corporates are making a ton of money off wars. See, people look at this Russia war. People look at other wars. Wars that are civil wars, tribal wars. They, they make trillions off that shit. Because yeah. more more <laughs> niggas, they're killing each other, more packed jails for the private corporations. It's a system. It's a, it's a Ponzi scheme, a pecking order. And you won't know this because half the time you tell you know, some of these young brothers about, man, I love, I got love for you. They look at words like love is coin or square or you ain't tough. And let me tell you something. I've seen a lot of busters walk in the yard. Just because you go to jail, that don't make you tough. Man. And see, that's where we are right now. Man. The needle in the haystacks are the strong ones because back against the wall, a few good men can come up scrapping everybody standing tall. And that's what you got to have the mind state. We got to be more bold to continue to put medicine in the food because the way the industry is, we became our own worst enemy. And we got to be able to at least, you know, if you got a pork chop on the plate, you got some hog bones, go ahead and put some greens on there, you know, to balance that shit out. <laughs> right. That part. that part. Okay, before we get up out of here, man, go on and give us some uh, shout outs. Let them know where to find you at if they, if they didn't get it in any part of the show, man. And, um, you know, Go and ride us on out, bro. Well, I'm easy to reach. Ain't hard to find. <laughs> you can reach me at cocaine on my ID at K-O-K-A-N-E. Don't spell it the drug name. I'm the MC. Cocaine underscore brand. Or if anybody is looking, you know, for me to lace their shoes, it's easy. Just get at me. It ain't no red tape or no blue lines or none of that. It's no cutting lines. Get it get it your uncle. I'll get you right. You got to come with the right business because I'm not coming out the minor league dugout. I'm on the major league field. So as long as you, you know, you treat a business as cool, um, visit my site at www.bude, E is an Eric, B-O-Y, music.com. That's Bud E. Boy, music.com. We got the classic cocaine collection up there, the Buddy Boy artists, and information on there that you probably didn't know that, you know, we'll, we'll definitely know the depth of what, what's going on here. And at the end of the day, for all new artists that are uh, trying to get into the game, you know, the best thing that I can tell you is, is don't eat McDonald's, man. Do a slow-cooked meal. And what I'm talking about, take your time to do uh, studying wisdom. There's a lot of tutorials that it just put the blunt down for a second. You know what I'm saying? And just read a tutorial, look up different information, and feed your brain that knowledge. At the end of the day, you're gonna be you're gonna be able to shit better with your game. And it's, it may take time, but you know you gotta be able to have patience with yourself. You gotta be able to have uniqueness about yourself. There's a lot of people in the same lane. But because of your uniqueness and taking your time and doing the studying, you can create your own lane and not be a bumper-to-bumper traffic. So 
That's my message to everybody out there. And remember, all sperm cells don't get to the egg player. Out of 100 million that shot up in the fallopian tube, you be the one serious one that's going to get to the egg so you can burst the body.